All right, so welcome to another episode of Satisfying Static. Getting the random word generator hot and ready. Oh my god. The first word is honest. Ooh! <laughs> I mean, and okay, I, we can go with it. We'll, I have no qualms. We'll, we'll roll with also, I'll, Go ahead. I would like to keep us honest and stick to the first word. Yes, it, that. <laughs> Not jump through like three of them because oh, we were like, that's only going to happen in the first episode and it happens every time. Yeah. Okay? Well, so. So you, you can start with the honest word. Well, that was the first thing that jumped in my head. <laughs> was keeping us honest? Oh, boy. Yeah, kind of. Um, but honest is an interesting one. I don't know. I mean, I feel like this can go probably a little deep, but doesn't have to if we're not, like, comfy going there today. Um, but, yeah, I feel like honest is hard to come by. That's, like, a really hard skill that we're not taught. And, like, we beat ourselves up for sometimes not being honest. But it's, like, really hard. Like, we lie to ourselves all the time. So, yeah. So I think, I yeah, I agree with that. But I think um, honesty, I was once told by someone who I hate with a fiery passion. So take that for what it is. <laughs> okay. Perception is reality. And I think. True. Honesty is perception, right? So if you're telling someone something that you truly think happened or didn't happen because your perception is just broken or altered or different, you feel as though you're being honest even though you aren't, which has happened to me. 100% has happened to me. I, before I got, you know, you know this, before I got diagnosed with ADHD, I had this, this short hair trigger as far as, you know, angry reaction goes so I would fly off the handle I would have no idea of the things that I said or I did mm -hmm. so when my ex would approach me and be like you said this I'd be like nope sure didn't I didn't say that you're crazy and she'd be like you're gaslighting me you did but in my mind I'm like no I really didn't mm -hmm. I really don't remember saying that mm -hmm. but I 100% did mm -hmm. and it's because my perception of the event was all defense no offense and her perception of the event was all defense no offense and so she could hear all my offense where I couldn't. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, I think honesty is hard if you don't have the ability to have open perception and, and really understand all, all sides of certain things. And honesty is just like, it's subjective, right? Like, do you consider honesty not lying by omission? Um, so that's an interesting question, but I, w I was also going to say the same thing that honesty is subjective because like, uh, ha being in the closet for 30 years, absolutely. Like I was walking around lying left and right, but I was lying to myself. So right. in that case, and lots of people can relate to this, you're walking around, like you believe you're telling the truth even though something about it feels weird or off or wrong. Um, and right. you go through your whole life like saying that as, as if it is the truth because to the flip side of honesty is denial, right? So like you can only know what you know um, and that's where the subjectivity comes in, right? Because like you can only know what you know and if you – have told yourself that you are this thing or you are one thing or you're not fully present when you're reacting at someone 
then when you finally do have the chance to like sit down and review that, yeah, that's not going to feel right because you can't not like see that. So I, I, I struggle with, I feel the need to be over honest all the time because of, of my inability to do so in those situations. I like overcompensate to be honest, like overly, I share everything with Olivia. I'm like, I'm texting this person right now. And she's like, why are you telling me this? I'm like, just, I, you need to know. Like, you have to know. <laughs> but, For me, it's self. But that's like a, that's like a PTSD response from like being gaslighted though. Well, but so that's my, that's my question is like, yeah. where do we draw the line where lying by omission is a thing, right? So like, oh, I don't outright tell everybody that I, I meet mm-hmm. that I was married and am now divorced, right? right? I, I have been, I'm divorced. I am technically a divorcee. Right. But if I don't tell you that immediately, am I lying by omission because I'm not telling you? Am I being dishonest? Or is that just me not sharing something? And where do we draw that line? Yeah, that's, thank you. That's what I wanted to say, you know, because I, I forget things. Um, <clears throat> so with that, I think it comes down to intent. Like, it becomes a lie when you are actively trying to withhold information so that the person doesn't get it for whatever reason. But if it's just a piece of information about your life that someone doesn't need right now or doesn't necessarily deserve, like, I don't think that's lying by, you're not lying. It's in, and then even in those cases, like if you are, uh, if it's someone who doesn't really matter in your life, I'm like, who cares? Like, are you ever going to see this person again? Who knows? Um, so in those cases, I kind of say whatever, but like, I think it really comes down to intent. So if you're trying to like hurt someone by withholding information, that's where it becomes a problem. But if you're withholding information for reasons that won't harm anyone, that that co- that conversation then goes to white lies, right? Like what what isn't isn't a white lie. Yeah. So I think a, I think a a big black and white example of this would be like cheating, right? Where you're like you are out with friends, you meet with someone, they don't straight up ask you if you have a partner, but you are flirting with them as if you don't. Right. You not yeah. saying that you have a partner is lying by omission. Yes. Yeah. With intent to do something malice towards your partner. Or right. Or that person. Whatever. If you're in a monogamous relationship. Or, the, right. or that person because right. you're trying to deceive them into believing right. something that's not true. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. In that case, that would be that to me that would be like yeah being dishonest being willfully dishonest be being dishonest, yeah. yeah i think like with a lot of things it all comes down to intent you know yeah. so like if if like my intention is somehow to hide something because i think if i tell it to you i'm gonna get a negative reaction then like something's wrong there yeah yeah i think intent does have a lot to do with that i think I, I find, I think our generation is a lot better about being honest and owning kind of all of the things up front right away. We almost, we almost use it as like a messed up defense mechanism. We're like, you know what, if I just, it's like trauma dumping. If I trauma dump everything on you and just, I'm very honest about everything right up front, maybe you'll just leave me alone <laughs> or you won't hurt me worse because you already know all of these things that I suffer from and I'm going through and whatever because I'm overly honest. Maybe. I think there's like an effort in like trying to connect with other people who feel the same way too. But um, I'd love to know what people listening think because like I think part of this is also social media. Like growing up with social media, you're used to like 
you can't really keep stuff secret. Like it stuff mm. is going to get out. You don't know who's recording what. You never know when you're going to be on whose story. And so you grow up with this feeling of like, well, if it's going to be public anyway, then I better watch my ass or like be careful about what I'm doing or just be upfront and own it <clears throat> because yeah. somebody somewhere is going to talk about it. Um, so that's kind of how for me, I'm like, I feel like the, the, our generation is just a little bit more about like honest because we're just like always online. Um, but what the hell I think that's, say, I that's think. a really, that's a really interesting point because you always hear that phrase, like your character is what you do and nobody's watching. Mm -hmm. And I think 99.9% .9 of us now, at least our generation feels like someone's always watching. I totally. do. I feel like I am always on. I feel like someone is always watching me and I, do I, I think I've tricked my mind into doing that very intentionally so that I am always on my best behavior. I always pick up that trash that I walk by on the side of the road. I always put that extra cart back. I always, you know, I always try to open the door for strangers. I always try, try and do those things mm -hmm. because I know that even if nobody is looking at me right now, I'm still looking at me. Yeah. And in some ways, my brain will splinter and roast myself just as bad, if not mm -hmm. worse than if someone were recording me doing it. Right. And blasting it on the internet. Right. But, so yeah, yeah, that is interesting. Uh, and I had another point, but I forgot it. So mm, happens the best we'll have to circle back to that one. But um, uh, shoot, we were talking about internet and... I wish, I wish something that, not to get too political, but that some version of a representative would sit down and be like, yeah, I couldn't get this thing done. Here are all the reasons why. <laughs> Literally from step A to step Z, I want to know all the things that you tried to do and in what ways they failed and why. Because I feel like often it's just like a representative, it's like, oh, it failed because of, you know, insert vague reason. It's like, there is a, a systematic approach to this, and it failed at one of these steps. And I just want you to lay it all out for me. The person who knows very little about poli-sci, I know nothing, truthfully. Mm -hmm. Lay it out for me and tell me why it's not possible. Student loan forgiveness. I would love for them to lay it out and tell me why it's not possible mm -hmm. for them to just sign off on it. Just, just, just explain it to me like I'm a toddler, and we'd all feel better about it. I feel like that level of honesty and transparency is something that is greatly lacking in powers that be at all sorts of levels. It's like no one's letting you peek behind certain curtains mm -hmm. and it's really frustrating. Yeah, that's because there's things hidden behind those curtains. So well, of <laughs> course, like, yes. There's yes. a reason for that, right? So there are some politicians that will, I know um, at a time Bernie Sanders was sharing a lot of information. There are other organizations, this is all public, that will walk you through um, the steps that a bill has gone through and all the different edits and changes. There are some lovely, amazing, patient people online who will read through those changes and put them, like, write them out to you in regular old English. But you do have to go out and, like, kind of find that information. There's there's a couple of TikTok users that I follow who do this. I'm like, sure, Under yeah. the Desk News. Oh, my God, v yes. is great. yes. She's, she's great about hammering Amazing. out kind of everything political-wise. And then Sean, I follow on TikTok, mm -hmm. who – he's the guy that reads the terms and conditions. Oh, so you don't I love him. Yes. That guy. Yeah. 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 He's great. What's his handle? He's gone because through. I need to send him to it's, a friend. <laughs> I think it's like Sean SV or Sean – I'll put it in the description of this, yeah. this episode. But it's Sean SV or, or Sean something like that. And I, 
I I literally I've gone I've binged through almost all of his videos and he's gone through all the major updates and he's gone through all the all the mm-hmm. TikTok stuff and it's been it's been super helpful and thank God for those people. I just wish and I hope as our generation gets older that we all take on that stance of there is information. We're in a world where we have all the information available at our fingertips. Yeah, limitless. But we we need colanders. We need people yeah. to sift these things through and give it to us in bite-sized chunks that we can digest totally. and understand. And it's the same thing with science. And I, you know, I talk about this a lot, but I wish people took two classes in high school, CPR mm, and biologic information literacy. And what that class is, it's called BioLit. I sat down and I had to dissect all these papers and explain why it was a bad study, what could have been better, and why it was why it was good science or bad science. And genuinely now, because of that one class, one one semester class, I can look at any research article for anything that's been posted in the last however hundreds of years and go, well, they only used 20 people. Right. It's a terrible study. Right. Like I can immediately decide that's a terrible study. People don't have that same knowledge base. And so they go out and they read these one-off studies right. and they're like, oh my God, this study shows. But yeah, but that was, it was five retroactive people study. Like 20 years ago. Yeah, it was a, yeah. It was a retroactive study yeah. with, yeah, 10 people who were all white 40-year-old males. <laughs> that's not descriptive. Right. That's not representative. That's not, it's terrible. Right. So I just, I just, I just wish that there was better ways for us to get information in ways that make sense without the concern of dishonesty and misinformation and, and spinning things to be awful that way. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot to blame for that. Clickbait is one of those things for sure. Um, it all became about website traffic for a really long time. And how do you get people to read your article? You've got to spin it in a crazy way sometimes. So that's, that's rough. But yeah, I do agree with you. Everything starts at education and we don't we aren't educated on the things that are important to society and then we're like we thrown just out there and are expected to be like upstanding human beings in society with no idea how to do that and we just aren't educated on how to sift through the garbage how to how yeah. to look at something critically and not yeah critical thinking we're not taught critical thinking yeah critical thinking well not critical thinking that matters right like we're talking we're taught yeah. critical thinking in like certain things, certain concepts, because you know schools try and teach critical thinking, but they don't teach Do critical they? thinking about. <laughs> I th- I think so. I, I I had a whole subsection in my English class that was critical thinking. Yeah, we probably but it all did that one one two week two week bit that you were taught but critical it, it thinking because it was on. It the wasn't ACTs. critical thinking, right? But it wasn't critical thinking of ethical things. It right. was critical thinking of like Bobby's got six boxes it was like a math critical thinking situation right we're like bobby's got six boxes if he broke those boxes down he would have 24 pieces now if he had those 24 pieces how many how many boxes could he make that's still math that's not critical thinking well i honest to god can't remember any other version of critical thinking. well that's not true so i i guess in my late class we would read a book and then we would talk about yeah certain things going on in that book but most of them were like around adultery, not like right. race or right. science right. or any of that stuff. Yeah. So, I, so we, we weren't taught 
really good moral critical thinking We're, or ethical critical thinking. I th- the reason I challenge you is because all schools say that they call a lot of things critical thinking and we are not taught critical thinking in school. Yeah, now that I'm saying out loud what I thought was critical thinking, I feel like I'm like I, I was not taught critical we're thinking. Not. The only thing that is close to maybe a step towards critical thinking is there's like a sliver of a section in the English like part of the test of the SATs or the ACTs. And so you are taught through your test prep to be able to handle that section. That is about all that we get. And that, oh, it's also in the science section. It's basically where you have to like read a page and then there's all those questions asking you about like what you just read, you know, Mm -hmm. that are like, oh, okay, Mm -hmm. so this person and this person are doing working on this. Like, what does that mean for the rest of society? And you're like, wait, what? I didn't read yeah. that in here. Like that it was that information wasn't in this. So it causes being able to infer things yeah. is critical thinking, right? Okay. Yeah, it's I remember that. I remember yeah. that exact section where they're like, read this paragraph. What can you infer right. from reading this? Yeah, that's and it's always one question because the rest of those multiple choice questions are directly from the reading. So you basically get right. a chance to do what like four to six questions on critical thinking in high school, and then you are off to college. Have fun. <laughs> or wherever, because lots of people don't even go to college anymore. So, Well, it's almost the reverse, though, right? Because so many people feel the need to go to college because so many jobs require college entry that... They did, yeah. I feel like a lot of, a lot of public schools have kind of had to punt things down the road, mm-hmm. whether that be poor funding or whatever, to be like, well, they'll get that in college. Oh, and yeah. And kind of... Because it's, it's almost an expectation you go to college now. I wonder if it is still. I feel like that's shifting. I feel like less. In the last five years, I think it has shifted a ton. Yeah. But I mean, it was definitely an expectation for when I finished high school. I didn't know what to do besides you go to college and then you finish college and then you figure it out from there. But so being outside the city, being in more rural um, Midwest, (laughs) we had, I had a lot of people who went to trades, right? Welders, electricians, HVAC, that kind of stuff. And they were making good money yeah but my dad's a mechanic and my uncle is a plumber and i've seen what it's done to their bodies yeah and i've seen how disastrous that is and how terrified they were for retirement and how my dad if he wouldn't have gotten really lucky on stocks at the beginning of the pandemic he happened to invest in a uv company right before the pandemic took off okay so he was able to buy a new truck and retire good for him (laughs) right he might not have been able to right and i don't know that he ever really would have. And my uncle, he retired, but now he's just doing a bunch of odds and ends jobs outside of his union Mm -hmm. anyway. And it's like, yes, these trades do so well and you don't need to go to direct college or whatever, but it's like you sacrifice your body. That's kind of, that's kind of the, the gist, right? So like even my good friend and her husband, her husband taught himself programming. He already was an excellent programmer. Couldn't get anybody to look at him. Couldn't get anybody to hire him because he didn't have a fucking piece of paper. And so he did all these things. Mm-hmm. So he had to pay to go to college and, and pass all these classes that he was already doing mm-hmm. just to have the paper, to get through the gate, to go, you know, whatever, to do a thing that didn't trash his body. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so I knew of other options, but I also didn't think my body was going to tolerate other options. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's all a broken system, so 
it all comes down to honesty, right? We don't know what's going mm-hmm. on behind those curtains. And so that's screwing everyone over. Those curtains, those goddamn curtains. Those damn you curtains. could almost call them, you could almost call them iron curtains. Ha ha ha. See what I did there? What a good old Soviet era joke oh, in today's society. Oh, a perfect timing for that one. You're welcome for that. Anyway, uh, the world's on fire. Everything's falling to shit. Have a good day, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is a this is a good end to the to the honest word episode for sure. I think the moral of this story is that we should all strive to be a bit more honest with ourselves and the world around us, and just push others to be better humans and realize that honesty is not a weakness. It is a, it is a strength and it is a, a box in which you should stand on and prop yourself off on and not be afraid of. Yeah. It's like a really, really difficult skill. And if you're someone who's mastered it, that's beautiful. But I like your point about like, who are you when no one's watching? I feel like that's the moral of today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, always treat yourself like you're watching because it's true. At the end of the day, you don't have to live with a thousand strangers that are around you. You have to live with yourself yeah. and the things that you think of when you lay down to go to sleep. And that's that's what will ruin you or, or make you feel really good about things. Nothing feels better than when you come home from a hard day and you know you did the right things that day. Or you did the and not, best you could. Because that's right. all and we nothing, can do. Nothing feels worse than when you come home after you've done some really scummy things <laughs> and you're like, yeah, that felt not great. I'm going to live on that conversation or that interaction for the next five years minimum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I try not to hold on to it's, things, but. <laughs> that's terrible. Well, that's, that's a nice, healthy attachment style there. Maggie. Christine does not have that. I, li- I live in what did I do wrong? <laughs> Uh, you know, it took years. It's taking years of therapy. It took me a really long time to get here. So I'm not going to like blow it off like it's easy because I absolutely was always in the like, what what have I done wrong camp. So all I have to say to that is it took a lot of fucking tears and therapy. And if you're in the middle of this process and trying to get here, Uh, keep going because nothing has been more freeing than just like not giving a fuck about all the little things that don't matter. It's beautiful. That's such a good way. (laughs) Such a good way to end the episode. (laughs) Yeah, guys. I feel like this has been an uplifting one. Strive to be like Maggie. Be honest and learn to let go of the shit that just doesn't matter. So much of it just doesn't at the end of the day. It doesn't. Okay. Anyway. Until next time. Hope this was a good one, guys.